0: Hello, and welcome to Ask a Negotiator. Now, this is where normally Ben, who sat opposite me, asks me, Phil, a question, which I attempt to answer, sharing some of my knowledge uh, from my past experience uh, in the world of hostage and crisis negotiation, and then more recently, using those skills in business world what I call the outside world giving tips to you the listeners that might help you in your everyday and business negotiations now the reason we're doing it this way round is if you have been following these podcasts you will note at the beginning that Ben's introduction is oh no Phil here we are. You've introduced, you bought me yet another one of your delicious sausage rolls from that village bakery where you live. Uh, and I, I, I really, I really should take you for a pint. And so I thought it's quite interesting, really, here to, to maybe just pause in our series for the moment to discuss the influencing power of pints and pasties. <laughs> or pints and pastries. And um, it's obviously something that is weighing heavily on your mind, I sense, Ben.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think when we talk about pints, for example, you're quite conscious if you go out to the pub or whatever with your friends and they get a round in, you feel obligated, obligated to do the same for them. And if somebody in the group doesn't get their round in or buy everyone a drink, that kind of behaviour stands out and i think you know people who have listened to the podcast know that we have the the pre-podcast sausage roll ritual and every time it's you bringing the delicious pastry and i'm quite conscious now when pubs open i feel like i owe you a fair few pints and maybe even a whiskey chaser so you're right phil <clears> it <throat> absolutely is is weighing on my mind
0: <laughs> so you you are feeling the burden of absolutely. this absolutely so um I know you I know you were uh, telling me you you were reading a book on influence and there's uh, if people are interested there's a really good book on Im- influence um it's, I, I in fact I've got my copy here yeah. which as Ben noted is an early edition so, I I Well worn it. and retro <laughs> I dated it 2002 but it is a book by Robert Cialdini um on influence and persuasion, where he describes sort of, sort of six different influencing skills that, once you read this book, which is so readable, uh, I, I think you will suddenly realise why you have bought everything you've ever bought, and that as I find, even knowing these influencing skills, they still work on me today. So it's an interesting, funny read. However, it, it, it's really, really important um, because they absolutely relate to the world of negotiation. And the particular skill I'm going to pick on for pints and pastry <laughs> is the skill of reciprocity is what it's described as. And, and I can remember... Then when I was on my hostage negotiation course, this slide came up and, it, and the expression to describe reciprocity was give a little, gain a lot. Mm-hmm. And what we were taught was, yes, you could be dealing with a siege and there could be some hostages. But if you gave things to people and it could be as simple as a cup of tea, coffee, some cigarettes, some biscuits, quite often you could get a hostage back. And if we just pause here and think, for a cup of tea, I get a human life.
1: Yeah,
0: extraordinary. That that is not only amazing, but it it does feel a bit unbalanced. And it it really does work because we used it creatively Mm -hmm. a lot. And I just want to expand on that. So you, you alluded there to going to a pub.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and for all of us, we've all learned that if I do something for you, then you should do something for me. And, and that buying each other drinks, whether it be a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or yeah. beer, is the rules of society are, I, I buy you a glass of something. You, at some stage, have to buy me a glass. And the important thing is it whatever you buy me in return must be of equal or greater value. It can't be less. Mm-hmm. And, and we have this uncanny ability to assess value of things because if it's less, the debt remains unpaid. Absolutely. So just on that note absolutely do you happen to know how many sausage rolls I've bought you I would say
1: probably this is the 11th uh record 11th Ask and podcast so I would say at least 11
0: so, so so i smiled to myself because <laughs> then you did mention a pint and maybe a, a chaser it with will, it yeah so does this mean i'm getting 11 pints well, or you, more you might well phil to be <laughs> honest you, you, you might might well and the the interesting thing also um ab- about this is it doesn't have to be like for like yeah so if, if I were to, um, in fact, I'll, I'll just raise another thing, is the other thing that gives this extra power, people might recognize, I do something for you, you do something for me. If you want to add more power to it, it's when you do something unexpected for yeah. someone, that it... Uh, uh, because what that can because a they weren't expecting it yeah and the more unexpected it is the better it is mm-hmm. and it actually doesn't have to be much at all it can be a very minor low value thing whatever it is so it could be if we take this to the work environment you see somebody who's maybe let's just say under pressure doing got a lot of work they've not eaten didn't stop for lunch, something like that. And you just walk by and you drop the sausage roll <laughs> on the desk and just said, you know, you were, you're looking really under pressure there as if you need an energy. I just thought have a break, yeah." have a sausage roll. It seems such an innocuous thing, but what you're telling that person is you notice them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, you realize they hadn't had a break. Maybe they did need something to eat. Yeah. Um, It's such a minor thing. Uh, So the power
1: isn't actually the sausage roll. It's
0: that you gave a... You cared enough. You thought about them. You noticed them. Mm -hmm. It could be, as you said to me when I gave you the sausage roll this morning, but I thought I was going to be on a diet. And it might be, and, yeah. th- and this is yeah. just to show you the power of it, discreetly that person might, maybe they don't like sausage rolls, maybe they are on a diet and they discreetly throw it away. So they don't even have to eat it, but they know they owe you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that thoughtfulness and generosity of mind will still be there. And it could be, the, the other thing about this is it's timeless. Mm-hmm. So to use your analogy of the pub, it could be I bought you a drink, um, but we've got to go now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: You you will still feel the compunction to say or compulsion to say to me, Phil, I know we've got to go, but do you want another pint? And I'll go, no, no, maybe another time. Yeah. Six months later, we could meet up again. And I'll go, Oh, Ben, let me buy you a pint. And you go, No. Yeah. I owe you. Yeah, yeah. We remember
1: yeah,
0: and, and going back to my sausage roll example in the office, people remember. And, and later, it could be that maybe you need some help because you're under pressure. And maybe this person has some, I don't know, graphic skills, can help your presentation for the boss look really good. But it's not their role. And they're equally maybe got their own work to do. And you go up to them, you say, look, I I was just wondering, would you be able to do this for me? I've got to have this by tomorrow. Ordinarily, that person might say, oh, I'm I'm really sorry, but um, I can't do that. It's not my role. I haven't got time. But they will remember the debt. Mm -hmm. And because of that, there is a good chance they'll say, yeah, sure, I'll do it and they could even spend a couple of hours of their own time that night doing it to get to be able to wipe to, the slate clean to wipe the slate yeah. clean so there are some real lessons here mm-hmm. in term if we go to is give a little you often gain more yes you might get equal measure back but how do we measure equal value quite often we get greater value back mm-hmm. you increase the power By doing something that is perhaps not expected or is unexpected is a bit of a surprise. And sometimes being patient as to when you might want to call in that debt is good. Now, how this plays into the negotiation and and business negotiation, I want you to imagine this, this skill is a bit like a credit card. So we all know how credit cards work. People are saying you can build up a debt Mm -hmm. and then at some stage you've got to pay it back. Well, there is some real advantage early on in a business negotiation by perhaps surprisingly and perhaps unexpectedly starting with topics or things that you can give to the other party. And, I, yeah. and that you do it quite early on and that you don't necessarily you could do one thing and see if they'll give you something back but my tip might be to try two things yeah. two unexpected quick succession gives to the other party something that you can give that's not going to cost you too much but what you've done is you've now weighted the credit card they owe you mm-hmm. and this is where you can be quite strategic in, in a negotiation there might be if it's contract a number of clauses it could be a number of aspects to the deal yeah and if you've looked at maybe there could be you know three four ten different aspects that you're going to negotiate on work out which ones yep yeah, we can do that actually i'm we can do that i'm willing to compromise mm-hmm. on this and one of the ones that are the must-haves you must have that actually might be a bit difficult for them to give yeah and therefore again part of this to get the process rolling is quite early on expectedly you can you could say you know i this is important i want to get off to a good start actually i i'm quite happy to move forward on these things that i know are important to you i'll 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 can give those to you.
1: Well, yeah, I've got an, an example of that which was shared with me recently, and it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on it. I was doing a podcast um, with a, a cedar colleague, uh, Nick Pearson. He's a very experienced mediator, and we were talking about contentious wills and probate mediation. And he says in these cases, and he shared a specific example, there's such a high emotional content that people should think strategically about what is actually going on here. So with a will, a death, sadly, you have to figure out how the will is going to be carved up. And often it's about very large sums of money, especially when there's property involved. But often people get stuck on quite small things, like small chattels, a necklace, photographs, um, you know, grandfather's chair, whatever it might be. And he says some of the most effective and powerful openings to mediations that he's seen is where one side recognises actually that bit of jewellery is incredibly important to the other side, to the brother, the sister, whoever it mm. might be. I'll say to them up front, you know what, you take that. And he says that small bit of give from their side, mm. up front in the mediation, that perhaps wasn't expected, unlocks all kinds of potential mm. when you, when it comes to d- discussing, you know, potentially millions of pounds worth of, of estate. So it was quite an interesting example that I came across recently that mm. Nick shared about giving something up front
0: Mm. And getting something of much greater value Mm. back, Mm. and it's a it's a it's a perfect perfect example. Um, It reinforces the fact that, and it gets the process started. It also it does a number of things. It's actually showing you're moving towards building your agreement. Mm -hmm. It's starting the cooperation early on, getting the ball rolling yeah. it it's a it, it is something worth thinking about because it's really powerful but, and we're talking here about and I'll just point out so we were talking about pints, pastry <laughs> uh, necklaces amounts of money here's my final tip to you on what I think the most powerful act of reciprocity is, which is nothing in a sense tangible. The, the biggest act or, or power that we all have in our grasp is the active listening skill. And when you listen to somebody and through the use of the skills, actively share your understanding of what they're going through how they see the world uh, pushing all the buttons that I teach when I teach people of being non-judgmental non-threatening and they they know that they and, and actually they actually respond by going yeah that's it they know that you get it for people having someone actually listen to them and get it understand is one of the greatest gifts that you can give to someone. And all it requires is to stop talking a little bit of time and to focus on the other person. And for that amount of effort, what I have seen that I've got back has been monumental when Other people who share their stories of what they've got back from listening. Give a little, (laughs) gain a lot (laughs) has been really significant. So these skills are well worth Mm -hmm. practicing. And as an unexpected gift to you, (laughs) when we teach people the rest of these skills and the active listening, (laughs) I produced this little aid memoir, which is lovingly laminated. There you go. Which has summarizes all the skills. So I'm giving this to you there as you a go. gift to so go forth and uh, practice. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Thanks very much, Phil. And thank you, as always, for the, the pastry. The debt will be, as we said earlier, wiped clean at some point. And I look forward to, to having some, you know, a couple of drinks with you. And because we have such fun doing these podcasts and I hope that people find them useful. And um,
0: yeah. Well, we may touch on in a subsequent podcast, another one of these influencing skills, but we'll await for it to rise in your life
1: first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've covered the main thing, which is pints and pastry, but yeah. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Phil, thanks very much.